Hello and welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here and we're so glad that you're here. We use our mojo to really become greater leaders. Now, let's get started by listening to something good. The feedback we've been getting on Mojo University is absolutely amazing. People are loving the fact that they can learn how to lead others and that there's actually a course that they can take that uh, it allows them to learn, but they do it on their own time. Uh, I want to highly encourage you, if you're listening to this show and you're needing to improve your leadership skills, go to mojouniversity.com and try us out for a month. I promise you it'll be the best thing you've ever done for your career. Take care and thank you very much. Welcome everyone to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here, and I'm thrilled to introduce my special guest today, Robert McPhee. Now, Robert is a coach, consultant, speaker. He's also an author of Excellent Decisions. Uh, he provides both the book and a companion journal. Uh, he's the former director of training for Canfield Training Group, and uh, he's done a lot of work for them. Uh, he is a, a member, a founding member of the Transformational Leadership Council, the Southern California Association of Transformational Leaders. Uh, he is also the founder and president of HeartSet Incorporated. It's a company dedicated to helping people thrive in today's fast-paced world. And uh, Robert is also a marathon runner, basketball player, lives currently in Sonoma, California. Robert, welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. I'm thrilled to be here. I, uh, whenever I hear an introduction like that, it makes me realize why I'm so tired. <laughs> I get it, uh, but you've earned all of it, so you, you've earned the rest. <laughs> Next time you want to take yeah. a rest, go for it. All right. Uh, I'll let my wife know that you gave me permission. Absolutely. Uh, I have been blamed for a lot of things, so it's perfectly okay. Just blame me. She'll like it. <laughs> All right, Robert, it's good to have you today, and we're going to talk about how to make excellent decisions in just a moment, but before we do, why don't you share with our listeners what fun thing that you've been up to lately outside of work? Well, uh, it's a great question, because as we record this, it is right after Thanksgiving, and we're just coming off the heels of uh, here at our home having just a wonderful family gathering, and one little piece of that was... I have three grown children. Two of them were able to be home. One is actually studying down in Santiago, Chile right now, so that's not really a weekend trip home. But two of my kids were home, and uh, my wife and my two kids and I did a little fun local turkey trot run on Thanksgiving morning. We got up early and went to this wonderful winery, and it was a real casual, low-key kind of a neighborhood community thing. And 
just really anchored me into, uh, we just moved here about six months ago from San Diego, and it, it just really anchored me into what a wonderful community we're part of. And we get so busy, sometimes I think it's easy to forget how important that sense of community is. So in addition to the wonderful family time, this little, little running event, like you said in my introduction, I've run marathons. This was no marathon. It was just a little fun three-mile run, but it was just so much fun to be with family and meet people from the community and remind me of what's really important. So uh, that's that's awesome. what comes to mind. That's awesome. I'm, uh, I'm glad you got a chance to do that and, uh, and share with your family. It's uh, something we all should be thankful for. So, sure. uh, R Robert, uh, I want to uh, I want to talk today about decision making, and the reason is because uh, it's been my experience with uh, leaders that from the time that they become uh, managers of people to really the more responsibility they get, that decision making is one of those things that people really and truly uh, don't just naturally have. They struggle with this very much. And so I'd like to start with, uh, give us your idea of the importance of decision-making uh, in our lives and, and why is it important? Well, I would, I would disagree with you to some degree about, you know, people not understanding decision-making. I think there's a distinction there. I think no matter what, we're all making decisions all day long. From the moment we wake up in the morning, we start making decisions. I, I think what you're saying is that most people really don't understand the distinctions of how to make what I call excellent decisions, how to make decisions that lead to them leading the kind of life that they really want to live, uh, to get the results they want, but also to have the experience that they want. And with my work, which, which is really built around this concept of excellent decisions, it's about making decisions based on vision and values rather than making decisions, which most people do in my experience, unless they've had some training and some support, making decisions based on all the external stress and pressure that we're faced with. We all have friends and family and coworkers and media and social media and you name it. We are bombarded with all these influences trying to push us to think a certain way, act a certain way. And, and for most people, that's what determines the results that show up in their lives. And I think the distinction you're talking about is when people really start looking not just at like how to make a decision, but what's really driving their decisions. Are you, because the, the decisions, and this again is one of my favorite things to share with people is the awareness that the decisions we make are the bridge between the inner work. You know, and I know you do a lot of work with people on their mindset and their approach, and so do I. And all that inner work is super important, but it's really only important in terms of translating into the expression of who we are in the world, the actions we take, and the results that show up in our lives. And I think the, the really powerful thing about decisions, and when we realize why it's so important to make good decisions, is because it's the bridge between the way we think and the way we act. We have all these great ideas. At some point, we make a decision about what we're going to do. And that's what determines the, uh, the results we get. And, and again, also the experiences we're having in life. So, um, you know, to me, that's why decisions are so important. Well, I, I agree they're important, but uh, look, let's go back to uh, where I want to focus. Uh, the, the people that listen to this show are all in leadership positions. They're handling people and they're making decisions on behalf of those people and trying to make decisions on behalf of a company. 
And so I, I don't really, uh, you know, I'm not really saying that they don't know how to make decisions. What I'm specifically saying is that if you're in that business, that uh, position of business where you are responsible for producing results, uh, what you have are a lot of decisions every day that uh, you are having to make under pressure. And mm-hmm. what, what I find is that people struggle uh, with those, uh, those processes and those pressures. And so I wondered if you might give us some tips or your thoughts about, okay, what can we do to make better decisions under pressure? Well, and, and again, you know, it, I think we're absolutely on the same page. And, and again, what you're talking about with that stress and pressure and, and the kind of the deadline driven and, you know, I need to not just make a decision, but I need to make a decision now and in the moment. To me, the, the key element is, is individually, if we're making decisions, to be clear about our own vision and values and then organizationally to be clear about the organization's vision and values and hopefully have a team of people that are also aware of the vision and the values, what we're really working on here and what's really important to us, what we're trying to accomplish and the way that we intend to accomplish that. And to me, when we have clarity, both individually and organizationally about those kinds of things, then that constant flow of decisions that we need to make becomes much simpler. Uh, I always tell people that, you know, when you're really under pressure, that's the worst time to try and figure out your vision and values. But if you've already done the vision and values work, if you already know who you are and what's important to you and what you're working on, what your objectives are, then when the pressure comes, you can use that as your guidepost. You can use that as your autopilot and not get thrown off by what someone else wants you to do or the urgency of a situation or whatever else might be going on, those external stresses and pressures. If you have that kind of compass, if you will, if you have that autopilot set based on, again, the vision and values, I think that's the single thing that people can do to ensure that their decision-making is consistent and taking them in the direction that they want to go if they simply have clarity about what that direction is. Well, uh, talk, uh, talk a little bit then about how you believe that vision and values could really come into play at work. Can you give us an example? Sure. I mean, at work, we talk about uh, mission statements. We talk about uh, companies that have a, a sense of purpose. We talk about Um, Again, the word vision comes up. What is the vision of the company? This is the nature of a lot of the work that I do with companies is to step back and make sure there's clarity about those kinds of things. So to get that kind of clarity, the good news is it's really not that complicated. It does require some time and attention, and it does require a commitment from leadership to engage in that conversation, to ask those questions. But at the core of it, what I find is that there's two simple questions that it always seems to come back to. And that is, what is important to me or to us? Again, if we're talking about an organization, it's not just me, it's the organization. What is important to us and why is it important to us? And what is important to us will will create that sense of vision, like where we want to go, what kind of world we want to create. And out of that will come more specifics, which is the world of goals and commitments. 
And then the why is it important to me is what, in my experience, drives the how we're going to accomplish that. So I have, if I have this vision to create a company um, that is going to you know, change the world of telecommunications, and I have values behind that that says I'm going to do that in a way that's environmentally sustainable and socially just or whatever it is that my values are, then as I go into action to create that vision, I can do it in alignment with those values that have already shown up. And again, it all comes from what is important to me and why is it important to me. Okay, I, I get that if I'm trying to create a business myself or if I'm trying to help create a, a, uh, a, a mission statement for the business, but so many people uh, are already working for a company. They, they somewhat have a vision or they, they may know some, uh, they, they may buy part of it, they may not buy all of it, but at the same time, they have to make decisions every day on what's uh, a highest priority, uh, how do they handle different uh, problems that people have coming up uh, to them and presenting to them. So uh, I, I'm, I'm struggling with saying, okay, well, what is, what is my personal uh, value? How, how am I going to translate that into making good decisions at work if I do happen to work for that company that doesn't have what you're talking about? Mm -hmm. Well, and I think you're describing a situation that is a source of frustration for a lot of people at work, where ultimately, if I understand you correctly, what you're saying is that someone is working for a company, they're in a leadership position, and yet they're working for a company where if, if you were to ask them what is the vision and what are the values of that company, they could maybe take a guess at it, but there, there really isn't that sense of agreement about what the vision and values of the company are. And so they're put in a position where they've got to make, again, decisions don't, you know, come and go and we just do it periodically. It's an ongoing process. And especially for leaders, it's really never ending. It's one decision after another. And I, I think that the scenario you're talking about where there isn't that sense of shared vision and values is, is exactly what makes it so difficult. And, and in order for people to be making decisions effectively under those circumstances, I think ultimately they've got to do the very best they can to almost take a guess, you know, mm -hmm. to, to bring their own perspective, to have their own interpretation about what the company's vision and values are, what, what is important. And, you know, like on a personal level, what's important to them is keeping their job, you know, simple things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but to me, it's a real shame if someone is, is making decisions and running their life and running their business or running their department or their team or whatever it is, simply from that point of view of just trying to save their job or trying to stay out of trouble or avoid conflict or whatever it might be. I believe there's a much bigger game that can be played. And, and when I'm working with someone who's in that situation, what I will do everything I possibly can uh, do to help them is, is to go up the chain of command and start asking those what is important to us and, and why is it important to us kinds of questions. Um, I think you bring up a good point that uh, Stephen Covey has a great model about time management where it talks about importance and urgency. And in a lot of, of the work world, we're, we're in urgency all the time, you know, deadline driven and a lot of stress and pressure and things have to get done 
And, and we don't always have time to step back and do an in-depth analysis of vision and values. But I would put the vision and values analysis in that category of important. And even if it can't be done today, even if it can't be done in that moment, if I'm that person in that situation that you described, I want to be going to my boss. I want to be going up the chain of command. And I, I want to be explaining that it is difficult for me to make decisions when I don't have that sense of clarity. And, and if it is a company where the boss says uh, vision and values, I don't care about that. It's all about the bottom line. It's just about the money. You know, on some level, <laughs> for people, I mean, I'm very blessed. I'm doing work that I love. Uh, I get to work kind of I have control of my schedule. I, I work with the clients that I want to work with and things like that. Um, but at some point, you know, if people are working for a company where the company either doesn't have a vision or, or you don't know what the values are or maybe you know what the values are, because the values show up based in, in, in how the company performs. You know, if a leader just says, oh, I don't care about that vision and value stuff. All I care about is the bottom line. Well, you now know what their values are. You know what's well, important to them. I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't, I don't necessarily agree that just because the company's values are not clear that they're just going to focus on the bottom line. There are many uh, companies that that really uh, are focused upon their customer, uh, their their values, their uh, commitment to customers and their clients are, uh, are based in the way they position themselves in the company. And it, it's not a matter of trying to impose, a, I think where people get get really off track is that they think that their vision and values have got to be matched up 100% to a company. And I just don't think that that's, uh, that's not even reasonable in today's world. Uh, so many companies are being run by people that are not uh, in touch with that, that part of who they are. And they're not trying to coach their their leadership team or their management team to say, okay, your values have to match all of my values. They're, they're more interested in, uh, okay, how, how does the business function? And there are, uh, there are decisions that have to be made every day. And I, I think that the, the problem that, that I see is if, uh, and maybe you're saying it in a different way, but what about uh, the, the individual that is in charge of a team, for example, and they, they really, maybe they got a terrible boss. I mean, this happens all the time where you report to somebody that frankly has no clue yet you still have to make decisions. And I, I know that you have uh, some good tips that you've used in the past uh, with people. Uh, you talk about how that they have to understand the situation before they act, and you, you've got to consider the consequences. I think those are things that you could apply, even if your company doesn't have a very clear vision and mission statement that matches up 100% with you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I, I think you're absolutely right that, if a, if a company doesn't have a real clear statement of their vision and values and their mission, whatever it might be, it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't care. It doesn't mean that they're only bottom line driven. That, that's just one possibility. And, and I do agree with you that, you know, for that person who, who has kind of a terrible boss, um, it, it doesn't necessarily reflect on the whole company. It's just the, the situation and circumstance that they're faced with. I think the other thing that's true is even if a company doesn't have, you know, a, a plaque on the wall that states their mission, um, we can still get a good sense 
of what the values and the vision of the company are based on what they do. Um, our, our words and our actions very accurately reflect what's important to me. Um, you know, what I say and what I do or what an organization says and does demonstrates what their vision and values are. So even if it isn't stated on the wall, if you've got a company that cares really deeply and really takes care of all their employees, well, that's a value. The fact that they do it, even if it's not written on the wall, demonstrates that that's a value. Agreed. And um, so for the, for the manager or the leader, even you know, if they're really trying to make their decisions in alignment with, with the company's vision and values, it's possible to do that even if there isn't you know, a clear statement, again, posted on the wall or in some formal way. Um, it's absolutely possible to do that. And I also completely agree with you that it isn't realistic to expect that any individual is going to be 100% in alignment with their own personal vision and values and, and the company they work for, or even the company they started in some cases. Exactly. Um, you know, it isn't, it isn't necessarily going to align up perfectly. Um, but it's a really, I think the most important thing is that it's a really important conversation to be in. It's, these are really important questions to be asking and, and important things to pay attention to because so often we see people who are put in positions where they need to be making decisions and they need to be taking actions on a consistent basis and they're left to do that without any awareness of, of really what's driving it. They're just in short term, you know, my boss told me to do it, so I'm doing it kind of mode, which, you know, results can happen. And, you know, sometimes when you're in urgency or you're when you're in crisis, you know, that's the best strategy you can possibly use. Um, but I think we all strive to work for a company, um, to make a contribution in a way that we feel like when we wake up in the morning, we're, we have some sense of doing what we're here to do and making a difference, even if it's indirect. You know, even if we're, we're doing a job and we know that it's allowing us to take care of our family because that's the most important thing to us. You know, there's, there's some connection to not just going to work and punching a clock and, and doing a job, but, but doing something that really matters. My experience working with people is that, that that's really important. Um, and, and one of the things people regret uh, is if they don't make decisions and, and take positions where they have the opportunity to have at least some element of that kind of feeling at work. Makes, uh, makes good sense to me. And I, I think that uh, if I understand what you're saying correctly, if, if we understand ourselves uh, well, we understand what motivates us, and then that aligns somewhat, uh, or at least closely, we hope, to the business, uh, then mm -hmm. we can go about making our decisions in a more effective manner. Is, is that a fair statement? I think that's absolutely true. And, and the other thing I think it's important to recognize is that we get paid well and we, and we move up in the, in the business world by making ourselves more valuable. And, you know, we can be the nicest person in the world, but if we're really not creating value in the organization, then chances are we're not going to be making the kind of progress we would like to make. And one of the great things about, again, having this level of awareness and, and paying attention to the kind of things we're talking about here is that it really does make you more valuable to the organization in terms of creating both short-term and long-term results, making, making the company a better company, um, not only in terms of profitability, but also in terms of, of a great place to work, 
um, that, that creates a lot of value. And, and I see people over and over again who take the initiative to engage in these kinds of conversations and ask these kinds of questions, and they are very valuable to their organizations. Um, so so it's, it's a way to help you know, move yourself forward and accomplish more um, by, uh, by engaging in those conversations. Well, Robert, I, I appreciate your perspective on this, and I know that there are going to be listeners that are saying, you know, I, I could use some help trying to walk through this process. Why don't you share with our listeners uh, how they can connect with you and learn more about how you help individuals? Sure. Um, not difficult to find. You've heard me use the expression excellent decisions over and over again, which is really the, the focus of our work. And uh, our website is Excellent Decisions, decisions being plural, .com. And again, I'm not one of those people who has 12 gatekeepers through the website. I'm real easy to find and uh, would love to talk to anyone about their own. We've kind of talked about this generally, but if people want to talk about the specifics of their situation, be happy to connect with them. Awesome. And uh, as always, for those of you that are listening and exercising uh, today, uh, we'll put a link directly uh, to the website for you to make it really easy for you to go connect with Robert and learn more about his great work. Uh, as we come to a close of our interview today, uh, I'd like to talk about actions. And uh, if you would, I'd like for you to give your top two or three action items that we should do in order to understand ourselves a little bit better right off the bat. What can we do? Um, I, uh, first of all, I appreciate the fact I, I love how you're um, encouraging people to listen to the, to the interviews while they're exercising. I love that. Uh, health is a major priority for me, and it's another one of those things that really helps people to, uh, to be more productive and, and get more of what they want. So I love, I love that combination. And uh, I think in terms of specific actions, um, I would go back to that idea of urgent and important and, and look at your to-do list. And, and look at the most important things for you to accomplish on a day-to-day -day basis and make sure those things get moved to the top of your list. Um, make sure that you are not getting caught up in all the busyness. Again, here we are in the, in the midst of the holidays at the end of the year as we record this, and it's so easy to get caught up in all the busyness. But to, to take the action of identifying the most important things for you to get done, the most high-leverage difference-making activities, and make sure those get done first. And then the second thing I would say is, is to take the action of pausing for at least a few moments in your day to remember to be grateful. Uh, again, it's so easy in our busy world um, to get focused on all the things that haven't been done or that we'd like to get done or that didn't go the way we wanted them to go or that haven't happened yet or whatever it might be. And in my experience, there's something so powerful about remembering to focus just a little bit of our time and attention on all the blessings and all the, the gifts and opportunities that we do have in our lives because there's something really powerful about when we focus our attention on that, we tend to create more of it in our lives. So a little bit of gratitude and a little bit of prioritization can go a long ways. Well, those are two great action items and I'm grateful for uh, that recommendation, both of those recommendations today, and for, for you, Robert, appreciate all that you're doing. And uh, on behalf of all of us here at Manager Mojo, we want to just thank you for being a part of our show today, and we wish you continued success in all that you do. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity.